Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Friends are welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rest. Today, as always, another powerful episode. We are going to be talking Killer Sally, Sally McNeil, an American former professional bodybuilder convicted for the murder of her husband, Mr. Olympia competitor Ray McNeil. And now across this powerful oaken desk. No, I'm just kidding. He's still in deep in cyberspace. DJ Mike Rez. Hello, Dags. Hello, amazing friends. It's uh, kind of like in tattoo cyberspace. Yes. It, there's a lot of ink floating around me right now. Newly tatted DJ Doothy Mike Rez. Mmm, Doothy. Yes. See how I did that? I pay attention. I family name that died off somehow. <laughs> and speaking of family, the Twitter family, God, we're growing. We are just exploding on the Twitter. <laughs> And guess what, DJ Micah Resin friends? I what? have a check mark. Oh my gosh. Have you witnessed it? Have you seen it? I have seen it. Isn't it majestic? It is the best check mark out there. How's it? Do you feel more powerful? Do you feel like your your tweets hit harder with the check mark? I think I get more respect. I well, yeah, that's deserved. Thank you. You're welcome. And the reason we're talking Twitter guys is we need you to follow us on Twitter. At Amazing Pop Pod, we have a powerful podcast family where we talk about fun things. Let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Killer Sally, TV miniseries from Netflix. I'm Mike or DJ Rez, why don't you tell us basically what's, and I'm going to say spoiler alerts, but her name is Killer Sally. <laughs> you can figure out what happens. <laughs> yeah, so Sally McNeil, uh, who is a former professional bodybuilder and former Marine, she married another bodybuilder that was in the military named ray mcneil and let's just get right to it uh by the end of by the end of it and you, you find out right away in the first episode what happens uh she ends up murdering killing ray mcneil and the documentary goes into basically her past her kids because her kids actually have a big part of this story um, or they made them a big part of the story i should say and it was their life together their married life what their friends saw what their marriage was like, what it was like for her growing up. You get a little bit into what his life was like growing up. The bodybuilding competitions, the seedy underbelly of the bodybuilding world, which I did not know existed until I watched this documentary. And then you, you kind of see how victims, women, uh, victims of domestic abuse were treated in the 90s. And uh, then you, you get to see the, I don't know, I don't want to call it a redemption story, but they, they do leave you on kind of a, a positive note at the end. Uh, it's a very fast documentary. It's only three episodes. All of them are under an hour, so you could get through it in like two hours, two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes, um, or three Coors Lights, as you will. But yeah, it, it it keeps you interested, for sure. I didn't lose interest at all. I actually put the phone down, Dags. 
and uh, was paying attention to the whole Whoa. thing. Yeah. So it, just, it was enough interest to make me want to pay attention. Now, there's three episodes, and each one kind of broke it down. In, in the beginning, it was her early life. She was born in Pennsylvania. Tough upbringing. Her father was an alcoholic. We, we, we see that theme a lot in abuse and in murders. And you want, I always wonder, Mike or DJ Rez, about breaking this cycle of violence. Mm-hmm. These people are raised in that, and then they have children. And then the violence begets violence. And I don't know, is there any way to break that cycle? Well, I think, so you kind of find out about her parents. They, it sounds like they broke the cycle themselves because they were alcoholics. And they, they mentioned that they were alcoholics when Sally was younger. And then by the time Sally McNeil's parents are raising her kids, they're recovering alcoholics. Um, and the kids say that, I always want to call them kids, but they're adults now, which is weird. But her kids say that that was probably the, uh, it was a good household to go to. They they had a good upbringing when they got to their their grandparents. So they were able to break the cycle there. But unfortunately, you know, for Sally, she just, it just seemed like she got into, she was abused as a kid growing up. She was abused with her first husband. And then her second husband, Ray McNeil, was abusive. Her kids grew up in, a, in an abusive household. And then her daughter ended up in an abusive relationship. Um, their son ended up doing five tours in Iraq and then came home and had drug and alcohol problems. And it was, just seems like once you're in it, it's really hard to get out of it. You got to kind of, it's like there's two ways out of it. You, you either get the help you need and try to stay away or, or you end up dead or you end up murdering someone. It seems to be like those are the endings of those these stories. So you just, I hope to God that her kids have broken those cycles. But it just, you know, you, you just hope for the best. It usually doesn't end up good, though. Now, when I was doing research, I heard with her first husband, she actually they had three kids and gave one up for adoption. Oh, really? I didn't, they don't talk about that part. No, they don't. Anthony Loden, right? That was her first husband? Yes, and they were married for four years. Apparently she was in school, right? She was a great athlete. Yep. Great swimmer, dive team. She was three and a half years into college. Just one semester left and she ran out of money. Found that odd. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought that too. It's like, where, why couldn't we afford one more semester? What was going on? I wonder if there was like some attitude issues or something because of her military history that they talk about. So then she went into the Marine Corps because she couldn't afford that last semester. Right. And she reached the rank of sergeant, but then they kind of allude to it that she got into a lot of trouble in the military. Mm -hmm. And she actually got demoted, and they wouldn't let her uh, re-up, according to my research. So she got into a lot of fights, and we were talking about that violence. Mm -hmm. She met Ray in the Marine Corps. She started bodybuilding during the Marine Corps, and obviously he did too. And they dated for, a, I think, a couple of months, and then they got married. Early into it, Ray uh, started abusing both kids. So what's weird is when I noticed in the first episode, they kind of made it look like she was the bad person. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, she was the victim. And then the second, was it the second one where it started showing her violence? So they kind of spun it. Yeah, they did a lot of spitting in this because the first, actually the first part of the first episode, they make it sound like they had an idyllic marriage and the kids were talking about how they loved Ray and they called him dad. And then halfway through that episode, they're like, yeah, he was a jerk. He used to beat us up all the time and we hated him. 
Yes. <laughs> so it's like, well, what, I don't get it. Which one is it? Is he a yes. good guy or is he a horrible guy? They're showing home home video footage of them at was it Disney World or something? Yes. And I mean, these they were both Sally and Ray were huge individuals, <laughs> and the kids would always talk about how they were. You know, people would always stare at him. It's like, well, how could you not? <laughs> you know, these guys, they were both huge people. But yeah, they, I think the documentary, they did a good job of making you feel one way about somebody and then immediately pulling the rug out from under that. Yes. And uh, making you feel another way. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Documentaries, I used to always think that they were just, just the facts, you know. But what, yeah. what they can do is they can make characters, antagonists, protagonists, they can spin it, like you said. They can, they can make the viewer go in any direction they want or can attempt right. to. Yeah, and they do. They make, you, they make you feel one way about somebody, and then they totally turn it around and make you feel another way within about 10 minutes. You wonder how much they did leave out because, like you said, when you do research, you find out other stuff. Like they didn't bring up the, the child they gave up for adoption. No at all they might you know i don't know if they brought it up during the filming or if you know and then they edited it out or if they just didn't bring it up because it seems like she was she's somebody you have to be very specific with and she's not going to bring things up unless you ask her about it and she'll talk about it but she or she won't talk about it but she'll bring it up um like when she was talking about getting steroids in tijuana with the kids in the car with her you know she's like yeah i did it but we're not going to talk about it exactly so what else so, didn't she talk about? Right. And if the and if and if the interviewer didn't know about it, they wouldn't know to ask the question. Right. But I'll put that on the filmmakers for not doing their research then. Yes, on but, that but once if, again if somebody else knows about it, that obviously is information that's out there. Yes. Maybe the filmmaker didn't want it to happen or Right, yeah. I mean that's doesn't go along with what the story they're trying to tell. Yes. Yep. I get it. And then uh, the the part about him gouging the eyes out of that guy, that was pretty freaky, huh? Yeah. Like going all Game <laughs> of Thrones, the mountain. Yeah, putting his uh, fingers, his thumbs in somebody's eye socket. I mean, like, that, that's insane. You, you hear about that in the movies, and you're like, yeah. but when they were talking about it, and then his, his friend was backing up that story, and he, oh, yeah, I remember that night. You know, and he was talking about how his, he walked up there and raised thumbs were in the guy's eye sockets and the fact that the cops knew him and and his friend that's why they didn't end up getting arrested um because they knew him as the bouncers at the bar and just kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt i guess that something something bad happened he was defending himself or something but it was just the well, thought of that <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you defend yourself by putting your thumbs in <laughs> i was sure that's completely yes <laughs> And uh, just keep squeezing. And in most nightclubs, there's more than one bouncer or a security. Right. So yeah, something was up with that. Yeah. I want to know what that story was. And then, and then they got into the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Which was quite the, the left turn there. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, did you know, you, you know more about bodybuilding than I do. Yes. Did you know about that part of the, Yes. The bodybuilding world? Yes. Yes. There's So bodybuilding is, <laughs> there's, like you said, the seedy underbelly. Mm-hmm. And back then, was a, it was a whole different world. So you had the drugs, and they're illegal. Originally, prescription medication, and then it became controlled, and then people would go to Mexico, like she talked about, 
So basically you're breaking laws and then you're, there's, there's addiction, if not physical, psychological addiction that you, you want to stay this size and then you have to do it to compete. In the show, did they really say how she got into wrestling? Well, I think they, they kind of did because of his, his um, steroids because he wasn't working really because he was just bodybuilding. So she was doing the wrestling for the, for the, there was that director guy. Yeah. He was the one that I think approached them. I think he knew Ray. Okay. And then, um, approached him about her doing the movies and Ray needed the steroids and was like, yeah, go for it. The schmoes. Yeah. And so they, yeah, for, uh, for her amazing friends, they, Sally would make, yeah, I don't know. I guess you'd call it wrestling porn. It wasn't a porn movie, but it was fetish guys with fetishes that liked watching built women beat up on dudes. She, yeah, she would dominate them. Yeah, and they were, and the guy was completely <laughs> for her. He said, "He said if you watch one of my movies and you think it's not faked or choreographed, I got another story for you." And he said, "I'm never going to sell another movie after this again." It's because it sounds like he's still making these types of movies. Well, sure. But who thought, so, who thought they were real? I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, there's people who think porn is real. So there's, I'm sure. I think he was just basically doing a promotion. You think like a, like a Vince McMahon thing? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So there was a wrestling thing, which was weird. And, and the steroids and all the, the negatives that go with bodybuilding. but. It's unfair, I think, because 99% of bodybuilders, 99.99, they don't do anything illegal. Right, yeah, and it's a lot cleaner now than it Well, you, yeah, and you can argue steroids being illegal, but it, it's interesting. It was an interesting uh, show. Let's just get into it. Do you think he was the bad guy, she was the bad guy? What are your thoughts? Uh, pers- personally, I think she was a victim of abuse so I, th- I think she did have battered women's syndrome and they talk about it um one thing that abusers are good at is manipulation whether it's their partner they're beating or their friends and family and so i think he knew how to trigger her in front of people to make it look like she was the aggressive one all the time and he was the oh see i told you that's how she is you know like he was the victim but i, I think the night that she killed him she you know the breaking point or she got to the breaking point grabbed the shotgun. Um, and then shot him twice. And that was the problem was the second shot. I think that's what got her in trouble uh, with the jury. And that's why she was convicted of second degree murder because it sounded like, I think she even told the the police one story, but then the forensics at the scenes told a different story that the second shotgun shell was found in the bedroom, uh, which means she had to go back and get a second shell. And then at that point it becomes premeditated. She tried to say that the the shell went flying into the other room. Yeah, which if you look at the layout of the of the house that they show you, that's impossible. <laughs> I heard reports that the house was just a shithole. Right, which wouldn't surprise me either. And then the second shot is when he was lying down, and there's forensics that the blood splatter was went up instead of you know back to the you know against the wall. It was up on the lampshade. So yeah, there was a. I think she was she was the main victim, um, but she ultimately um, was guilty of, you know, what they found her guilty of. But I, I think she was just pushed to that point. Um, and probably, and she should have left, like, where you break the cycle. It's easy for me to say, I've never been in an abusive relationship. It's not easy for somebody 
you know, it's easier for me to say, just get out when, when I'm not the one going through it. And then I also think, is it possible they were all bad people? That's a possibility. You know what I mean? Too. Yeah. I mean, she was on steroids too, and she admits that. And there's a lot of aggressive behavior on her side too, growing up. I mean, they were talking about her taking on five police officers. Yes. You know, being thrown down the stairs. <laughs> I don't I mean, use, I don't like the steroid argument. Because I looked sure. up, I looked up what she was taking, uh-huh. and it was actually very mild on what she was taking. Yes, yep. yeah. I mean, it, it could just be she could be just a horrible person yeah, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not judging anyone, but I was thinking maybe it's just he's horrible, she's horrible, and he did abuse her too. That's not saying he didn't, right? So, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge. It's just a horrible situation. The children. I mean, just everything about it, like him coming home covered in blood, telling telling the kid about gouging the guy's eyes out, and yeah, it it was it it was the victims were the kids ultimately, but yeah, there's just a lot of man, just there's a lot of things that could have been done differently from the adults in the room. You know, I use air quotes when I say yes. adults. And then, so. and then what's weird is when you do a documentary when. When the camera's on you, that's why they don't want them in the courtroom. Everyone becomes, starts acting like the prosecutor. Oh, yeah. You know He's kind mean? of a douche, right? <laughs> Got the, the mullet going. and Yeah, he definitely loved the camera. You could tell he was somebody who was <laughs> and, like, yeah, and documentary, then, yeah. hell yeah, let's what, do this, well, man. Ex- exactly. You wonder, is, does he think he's going to be, be the next Tiger King or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that defense attorney she had, he looked pretty pretty plain still <laughs> you know it's just like he just got older and he's still wearing his doctors from Kohl's. yes and that's just, that's a shame too you know public defenders versus some high paid attorney yeah the, the job you're gonna get right i did think he he was her attorney the defense attorney was right she shouldn't have taken the stand that didn't help at all you know and then well she shouldn't she really wanted to and then the prosecutor just shoot her up up there and you should never talk to the police after they say you're arrested exactly yeah that was the other thing she did you have the right to remain silent anything you say can and will be you don't say can and will be so literally and you see it all the time they always go uh okay you're under arrest uh blah 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 miranda rights and they go so what were you doing you know and the people just it's like some reflex action that when someone asks you a question someone authority you just answer Right. Yeah, and she even says, too, she's, I should have waited. I should have gotten a turn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you probably should have. Yeah, because what did they have, like, four hours of interrogation that they looked at? And, and then you wonder what the kids come in, and what was that? Oh, when they were saying goodbye to her? Yeah, and the friends, and that, that dude got interviewed, too? Oh. Yeah, yeah what did he have to do? Yeah, they were interviewing that? everybody. Yeah. The the mistress the all the the other friends that it seemed like too ray had a lot of enablers around him like there's the guy that gave him the the steroids and he knew it was wrong but he's like yeah you know that's what we did so that's i just you know we've realized that there was more money in steroids than actually owning the gym so i just started selling steroids to everybody yeah i'd like to see like like three different people tackle that story and then you'd probably get the the average of what really happened yeah yeah i think it's the uh 
what do they say? There's always three sides, the your side, my side, and the truth. Yes. And I think <laughs> the kids were telling the truth. They were the truth part. And then you had Sally's side and then Ray's friends told Ray's side of the yeah. story. But even the kids too, you know, they're, you can't see that violence every day and not be affected. Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. And I think her son even says at the end of it, you know, he, he did five tours in Iraq, you know, and he was drugs and alcohol. And he said, my whole life was violence. So I got to stop, you know, just, I got to get out of the violence. Yes. Like, God, what a, you don't even think of that. But it's like that poor guy, you know, he was abused as a kid, saw his stepdad and his mom abusing each other. And then his mom kills him. And then he got, does five tours in Iraq. So, or in Afghanistan, excuse me. So, I mean, that's just a life full of killing. Yeah, interesting. So, Mike or DJ Rez, let's wrap this up. I don't know what would we, uh, out of five dumbbells, how's that? Ooh, sounds good. Uh, I'm going to give this 3.75 dumbbells. 3.75. Did you know about this story before I told you about it? No, I don't know anything about bodybuilding. The only thing I know uh, about bodybuilding is Lou Ferrigno and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, and my, my cousin has done some. Uh, all natural bodybuilding, but even that I don't even pay much attention to. So I knew nothing about this bodybuilding world. Yeah, it's an interesting world, like our DJ Rez. Maybe we'll do more because I got another story very similar. Ooh. All right. I am giving it four out of five dumbbells. Wow. It was entertaining nice. if you can be entertained by, you know, tragedy, but <laughs> death and murder. I do, yeah. <laughs> I try to I try to separate that, you know, the horribleness of it and just kind sure. of watch it as cuz like I said, it's it's just like like the Dahmer show. It's well right. well made, but it's a horrible subject. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you laugh just cuz it's so sick that that's just a reaction to like protect yourself, you know. The uncomfortableness. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, so All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. We really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at AmazingPopPod. Like your DJ Rez, what is your handle? Uh, My handle is at MikeRezRadio on Instagram and Twitter. And then check me out at the 945 Show on Facebook. Yes, we are everywhere on the Internet. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production. 